0: jump the Sarah sales. I jet propel at a rate that complicate the mental state as they invade the masquerade. They couldn't uh-huh. fake with the clipper blade. Ten years in the trade is not enough, you can't cut it. I let you take a swing and you know, your butt is pour it out. That's that's easy out. That's out. That's I leave them pleased with that's doubt of exceeding. My name is Booty Brown and that's I'm that's proceeding. That's they that's try that's to follow that's but they shallow and hollow. I can see that's right that's through them like an empty be. 40 bottle of OE. They have no key or no clue to the now they washed up, hung out the dry, standing the, looking the, stupid, wondering why.
1: Why man? It was the fame up.
0: that they tried to I'm get. Business. Now they it's walking around right. talking about They're represent, really represent right. and keep represent it real. But I got to it cause they existed in the fantasy when holding it still. <laughs>
2: rock a baby baby uh, <laughs> uh, so good to be back
0: <laughs> so oh oh uh, i know cuz you were m i a
3: yeah chris been on his on his on his shit and stuff so he been out so I had to have this half refilling last time.
0: Hey, 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 don't So with that hate.
3: being said, don't as always, as always, as always, I am Will K the King. This is the Down with the King podcast alongside C-Way, who is back. You know this, man. And again, we have Ashley K joining us. Ashley K-A-Y. All right,
1: Ashley y.
3: <laughs> And this is episode 22 of the Deuce Down Deuce. with the King podcast. Deuce. 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 22. 22. 22. Deuce. double Dub dub, throw that dubs up. So whoop uh, Don't do that, you gonna get jumped. <laughs> um, again, <coughs> this is episode twenty-two of the Down to King podcast. Just the person That wears blue um, all the time. Back like we never left. As always, um, back to talk shit. Got a few things going on in the world that we need to mm-hmm. um, give our thoughts and opinions on. Yikes. So. Um, I'm ready to jump right in. You're going to jump right in? So, the first thing I want to cover... going to jump right in. And I just want to preface this, but I'm probably going to
2: piss some people off. Uh-huh. Um, like every other episode.
3: Yeah, but...
2: Yeah, but...
3: So... Liam Neeson. Uh, uh, For those those people who do not know who Liam Neeson is, Liam Neeson is an actor, a pretty accomplished actor. Um, He's probably most recently known for the Taken films. Um, I have a particular set of skills. Taken films. Um most of his movies since then have probably been similar to Taken yeah, um, yeah. he's known for um, like Schindler's List he's known for Taken he was films. in Star, Star, some of the newer Star Wars movies mm-hmm. he's been around for a long time he played in the uh, in Batman Begins he played Rachel Ghoul. Like mm-hmm. uh, he's been he's been around for a long time he's been doing his thing for a very long time mm-hmm. so he's he's on a promo tour for his new movie and he recently did an um, a, um, a interview with a UK newspaper called the Independent. And during the interview, um, what he was trying to do, uh, he was trying to liken, um, he was because against the premise of the movies, he's on on this on his um, quest for revenge of some kind. And so he wanted to kind of liken. He said he kind of asked him like, how did you like, you know the energy to kind of like feel like you needed to get revealed like what did you like go to for that mm-hmm. and so he gave this example of a situation that happened um back when a friend of his it was right now i want to preface this by saying this was over 40 years ago now he's 66 years old so he was in his mid-20s roughly mm-hmm. early to mid-20s when this happened um he said that you know his his friend got raped he was coming home from, he was coming home from overseas his friend told him she had got raped um, and he was he was instantly
2: pissed off, of course, as of course. anybody would be. Um I mean, so, it's, it's, a, it's a really unfortunate event that you know didn't have to happen, but it did. Right. Mm-hmm. So he
3: she explained to him that she you know she was raped, he was very upset. In his rage he asked her, Do you know who it was? She said no. Um and then he said, What color was the person? She said, Black guy. So in that instance, you know, you know, with him being upset and mm-hmm. him hearing his friend was raped by a black guy. Liam proceeds to grab a club or cautiously calls it, um, and he goes into the these areas that are I guess predominantly black in, in Ireland. In the back streets um, so yeah. yeah. of in, black in, people in he, uh, <laughs> basically he said <laughs> that um it's more black people he, in Ireland I, he in roamed these areas for about a week. Waiting for a black guy to start something for him with him for whatever reason, so he would have a, he would have a, a cause to kill. him. Now he was happy it didn't happen, of course. Nothing like that happened. Eventually, he calmed down. Of course, this was met with some quite some major backlash because you know, on the surface, that is very racist to say you were looking for any random black guy to kill because your friend was raped by a black guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some backlash um he tried to go on good morning america or today show sure, one or the other and tried to kind of just you know explain that he's not racist and you know this was over 40 years ago or whatever the case may be but of course the reality of it is if you say something racist that's all people say in there and i get it so on this search so this is where i'm probably gonna piss a little people off so i'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit here and i'm and, I'm, and you can roll with me while i do this so to me facts matter and so situations matter as well for example you remember when Eminem was beefing with Benzino right right mm-hmm. you remember when Benzino came out with the song that Eminem had made in high school he said that he called this he was talking about this black girl he's the date and he called her he said in the n-word and shit like that right mm-hmm. called her a back bitch all this other stuff right mm-hmm. there was a lot of backlash on that and of course Eminem addressed it um, where he was hurt by this girl and in that moment he was just pissed off and so of course when you're mad at somebody
2: like anything can happen when you're
3: pissed off when you're mad at somebody yes. you are going to look for the most extreme way to say the most hurtful and mean shit mm-hmm. or yep. do the most hurtful or mean shit so it's just, in it's the, heat moment, of the moment in that mm-hmm. moment for him calling her a black bitch and all these things in that song that freestyle he did was the most hurtful thing he could do in that moment so most people forgave him that wasn't it didn't become a thing he made a song he addressed it in the song and that was the end up didn't hear anything else about it but and so my issue my thing is this his age plays a role in it, and also the time plays a role in it. So, if we're talking about over 40 years ago, you're looking at the mid-70s right? in Ireland. I'm going to go on the limb and say that up to that point in his life, he probably wasn't exposed to too many black people. Especially,
2: I'm gonna just, especially I'm gonna
3: just, not in Ireland. Especially not in Ireland. Because so, he said he had to go to a certain part of town to even get, like, see where black people were.
2: Right, because in, in places like that, especially Ireland, you would literally have to go to the back streets. You had so, to go to the back alleys, just so like you had to being, do in London. You had to you would find people over there.
3: So with that being said, if you've never been exposed to black people, and that's something we have to account for to some extent, especially people that live in other countries. Mm-hmm. If you've never been exposed to a race, the only thing you know to go off of are stereotypes. That's okay. all you know.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yep.
3: It's the same thing that John o. Trump has been doing with Mexicans. He's been stereotyping all Mexicans as rapists, drug dealers, all these things. And this was
2: before he became president.
3: And his base... He still does it. His this the whole reason he's trying to get this work. So wait,
0: Donald Trump never
3: hired a Mexican to work He has Mexicans working for him now.
0: Yeah.
3: I'm talking about that beforehand. I'm talking about Yes, beforehand. he's always had Mexicans working for him. Yeah. But that's just, that's but that's an American elite, that's a white privilege thing anyway, because huh. white privilege white people will, will be saying ones they'll complain about Mexicans taking their jobs, but there are always jobs that white people won't don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So it's always just is, no, you just don't want them here. Because you know that they're eventually going to be the majority, and you're going to be the, you're going to be in the minority. And you don't like that. That's what it really boils down to: is that eventually Hispanic people are going to be the majority in this country, mm-hmm. and white people don't like that. And so, any reason they can get you to keep get them out the country and keep them out is what they're they're trying to do. That's really because it's all about their position and the power. That's really what it boils down to at the end of the day. Right. But I digress. But. The whole thing is Donald Trump has been trying to create this narrative that Mexican people Mexicans only bring in drug dealers and rapists and things like that. Because of Lotto, his base has never been exposed to Mexicans. That's all you know. That's all they hear is what he's saying. Right. That's all the news puts out there when it comes to people um people of color. Black people is they only put in the bad news or the bad situations, they're only putting in the bad shit they do. So if you've never been exposed to black people. All you know is what you see on the news, and if you're young coming up in a certain area, that's all I know.
2: And the news is usually bullshit either way.
3: Right, fake news. Right, right. <laughs> and
0: then you know, let's
2: just be clear. And we're talking
3: about <laughs> now; is still that way go back into the 70s oh, when the civil rights movement was oh, going on man. <laughs> and black people were separated and treated like they weren't shit. Or
0: even before that, like, like before, in the riots back in what
3: the 60s. That's like, so I'm saying. So imagine him in, in a country in Ireland that doesn't have many black people to begin with. You've never been exposed to these people uh-huh. so you only know the bad things you hear in the news and in the media about black people or the stereotypes you've heard about black people that they're criminals or they're ra- they're all these things. So if your friend, who you're close to, or somebody you care about, tells you, I've been raped, you're already heated mm-hmm. that she's been raped. First of all, if I'm mad, and I've been told somebody's been raped before, i will come to find out somebody else on the phone with was getting raped, and I didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? In that moment. When I found out after the fact
2: Wow Um Here it comes. <laughs> you
3: know. Take a minute. Take a I'm let saying, it marinate. T- take a seat When you find something out like that.
2: Um You can't be held responsible for what happened. And
3: that's my thing. Right. And so look, I get it. On its face, what he said did it is racist as hell, because if you're going to come off and say, I'm going to just go kill any random black guy.
2: All right? that's racist now, as hell.
3: he did preface it by saying, I was waiting for somebody to start something with me. He didn't say, I was going to go start something
2: with something, Right, but he, he did but He did say, I'm going to go. Did
0: he walk around the
3: neighborhood with someone? He, yeah. he said, I walked around with a club yeah. on me. Now, he didn't walk out like this. Like, he, he didn't He didn't walk come around with, like,
2: oh, my God. He didn't walk
0: around like,
2: he wasn't doing it like that. He was he was out here. He walked into the streets.
3: He walked the, up and down the neighborhood like a regular gun person. He probably had the club in his jacket or something. And yeah. he was waiting for somebody to come out on the Okay drunk or something and start something with him so I could kill him like it was more of okay hopefully I, want, I wish him motherfucker would. basically exactly. that's essentially what he did and we've all been there where there's been a point where you've been so mad about something mm-hmm. you, just you just can't wait to take it out on anybody wish a I wish him
0: motherfucking curtains. so
3: look I get it I totally get it. Right. I get it. Because we're just we're at this point in our culture where we're gonna point out everything that's racist we're in cancel culture, which is another thing I'm gonna get into and just gonna kinda transition a little bit to that.
2: Cancel cancel culture. Cancel, cancel
3: everything. everything. So Not everything. I, I get it. I totally get where everyone's coming from with the outrage about it because all they hear is a white guy said um he at one point in his life was so upset about his friend getting raped and all he knew was it was a black guy that he went to the area where the black people were and was looking for a random black person to kill which is not what he said he said i was hoping someone would come at me so right. I you know so I was, he did say i would not go to he didn't come say i was looking for trouble but he was kind of like, okay, if somebody come at me, I'm, I'm hoping.
2: Right, I'm hoping it's the I'm guy that hoping, did it.
3: Mm-hmm. we are not even at? And I was just hoping some black guy comes at me so I've, I, I can uh, so, kill him. Yeah. So I get I get why that on his face is like, why well, you going to kill a random black guy? I get it. Totally get it. And then you also decided to trade around Martin because that's also the same type of culture that may have gotten him killed with George Zimmerman because he saw a black guy with a hoodie. Hey, he's a random the, black guy hoodie.
2: Person,
1: but...
3: Right, so... Air I totally get why people were upset And I'm not saying they shouldn't be But I'm also one of those people that I have to play devil's advocate And I also have to say Context matters to me And when I think about This is over 40 years ago
2: Things have and changed
3: thing. <laughs> And that's my thing We have to account for the fact That some people grew up In a different time Mm-hmm like, we are of a different generation. Like so We, we all are. Everybody in this table are from a is different Our experience totally era. different than our parents, than our grandparents. Yeah. So somebody is 66 years old now, his experience when he was growing up is 20 years old in the 70s.
2: Is way different. In Ireland. Way different.
3: It's totally different. So we have to account for that because he's not just enough. And look, I know, we tend to say, oh, you're a white guy, you're a white guy. But yeah, if you're a white guy you didn't grow up in the United States of America, Mm-hmm. Weren't exposed to as many black, people. right? Because I, I can guarantee there weren't as many black people in Ireland.
2: See, if a if a if a black guy turns up in Ireland, all the heads, I guarantee you, all Most the time next will snap.
3: Were military or something yeah, of thing. exactly. Yeah. It's not. It's yeah, not. They were, they were many, only. They were only. There, there probably weren't purpose. a lot of people that were Irish growing up in 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 or born there. Mm-hmm. They may have moved there, or their ancestors may have lived there, it, but it probably wasn't a large population. I'm just going to take a wild guess to say there wasn't. But with that being said, you have to account for those situations. My thing is, I feel like you have to take into account where a person comes from and what their experiences were. When you say, hey, that's racist. Yeah, it was racist in that time frame or it was definitely a racist thing to say. I, I, you probably shouldn't have said it. It's probably more of my thing because we all have things in our past, right? Regret. Mm-hmm. Or feel bad about, feel like we should have never done, or feel bad, or terrible for even thinking like that. And I get what he was trying to do, so he probably would have better off, been better off not saying it. Yeah, exactly. I actually am glad he did because it opened us up to say, okay, I want to see this conversation about. We have to understand he's a sixty-six-year-old man.
2: He's seen and done. He, does
3: like, he grew up in a different era than us. Yeah. So for us, for them, if he wasn't experienced around black people and that wasn't his his life all he knew was stereotypes, and so when he hears his friend got raped by a black guy,
2: I'm gonna go the motherfuckers.
3: Something. Hey. See, I heard these black people were bad. I knew it. And unfortunately growing up in that time frame, I mean, you know, you talked about it, the time when it was in Ireland back then, and the way it was ran, it was like it was take it was segregated and taking over by all these like gangs and different things in Ireland. So the whole time frame was different. It was a different world. Uh-huh. Um Kind of like the movie Gangs of New York, but essentially that's what it was in Ireland, is what you were saying. So it was controlled by all these different gangs in different parts so kind of the country. So like, it's a different world. So I can't judge him the same way as I feel. if it was somebody in our generation saying some shit like that. Then yeah, but somebody coming from that generation, he's talking about something that happened back then. He's not saying he said that he felt that way yesterday.
2: Right. This this wasn't last week or was it anything last week was
3: it? Last month? Was it last year? He's talking about forty plus years ago. He was in his mid twenties in Ireland in the seventies. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off my canceling of him
2: to that extent. Because I understand. Cause then that answers the question, does time really change everything? In this context, does the time really change? For a
0: lot of blacks, no it doesn't because they feel like I mean we were built on the fact that white privilege ranked and black people were always brought down by white privilege. So, a lot of black folks were arguing like, it doesn't matter. White people were meant to mistreat blacks since the beginning of time. And if if you sit up and support Liam Neeson, then you're on Uncle Tom and woo, woo, woo. Like, the whole arguments I saw on Facebook about Yeah.
3: We want to respond to any type of racism with this, fuck them. And I get it. Look, at the end of the day, that's white people. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm, all on it. But if I'm a person, we have to kind of figure out what we want. And honesty is a real thing because the, the whole point of him telling that story was him saying he regretted even thinking like that. And right. it, made, it, it made him question himself. Right. To the fact that he even thought like that. Nobody hears that part. And that's my thing. About right. they,
2: they, yeah, they kind of did just cut that part I'm, I'm, out.
3: I'm, I'm bigger. Like, I feel like people deserve. The benefit of the Arctic. see okay, I have to give we're ever we allow people to grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what my friend was saying because she kind of jumped in on uh, another status where people were all just saying fuck Liam Misa. She was just saying like, but haven't we all done st- like we all complain about we want people to change through their actions and de woof. But then when they actually regret and say that they apologize for something they did, then it's just like. Oh no. Nah, nah, they meant to do that and de woo. It's like we're we're hurting the person who who actually is trying to change and explain to people, "Hey, I made a mistake a long time ago. I'm sorry, and my my point has changed." But of course, people don't allow folks to change Mm -hmm. because people once they get an image of who you are and if you're a bad person to them they're always going to look at you as a bad person that's never going to change now I mean if you're a person who continues bad behavior like bitch ass R. Kelly that's a completely different story fuck him
3: Well that's different because there's one thing to make one mistake. He's consistent. Yeah, no, right. that, that's a, my he's thing. A, he's a repeat offender no in this change in, this in your case. behavior. Right. That means you just basically said, fuck y'all. So that's different.
0: Yeah, but no, because I had a, remember I told you I got into it with somebody who basically was kind of defending R. Kelly. Well, basically he was saying, like, but can't we offer him forgiveness because he was sexually abused when he was no, a child? Because, and it's
3: like, no. no. If he had one if he had shown he's never shown any remorse. No, not right. at all. He doesn't he doesn't even own up to the fact that he's doing these things he denies it, he's oblivious to the shit.
0: And then he plays off of it, like he went to a club, and there was a whole bunch of women screaming like we want to be kidnapped by R. Kelly and it, it, it's just like he got off on that it's like, mm-hmm. dude, you are sick if
2: you sick have person. your passports and your shots don't go to Rob to America Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's so, why Sony dropped his bitch ass
3: like my brother pointy posted something about this and he was like, this whole cancel culture, cancel movement is really unhealthy like if people don't make mistakes, how do they learn to grow as individuals? Mm-hmm. Like I get it We hear something that's like well Yeah but you did this It's like no Like, But people have to learn from their mistakes You gotta
2: Sometimes the best mistakes
3: Turn out to be the best lessons I I haven't pulled Because this is the thing people don't need to understand Some behavior is learned learned, Some some behavior is learned Based on where you grew up and your environment Mm -hmm. Some things are just foreign to you Because you were never exposed to it there are still parts of where we live in Michigan where there are people have never been exposed to other cultures. Midland. Mid- Midland is not as bad because they have a school there, but it's still bad.
0: Yeah, but yeah, the couple times i visit there, I-, I felt the racism. If it's in there, the air, air, there then
3: you know it's bad. <laughs> i, I from parts of Michigan. Um, I went to Bad Axe one time. Where?
0: Bad Axe, that exists, that, that's tip upper, of the tip thumb. Yeah, upper it's a north. The tip of you,
3: uh, you can't even get there On the freeway, you have to take Van Dyke the entire way. Oh no, bro!
0: Imagine taking Van Dyke.
3: Oh, I I can't. Two and and a half hour drive, both one each, one way. (sighs) <sighs> mm-hmm. oh. I got there and I was clearly the only Black person they had ever seen So you was you was at uh... I stuck out like A sore fucking... Like, so
2: you was like a Kanye Concert.
3: The funny thing about it was <laughs> back out Weren't you
0: there. there for work?
3: I was there for work when I was a manager At Comcast. That was one of my Stores in my territory. The Walmart store out there Which was stupid because we only Serviced maybe... We, we already service that area. And it was only like a Mile area where there was actually any stores Everything else out there was like Cornfields and shit, and so the funny thing about it was, as I, I remember, I checked in on Facebook there uh-huh. when I was there, and my friend, one of my friends, I haven't talked to her in a year, but one of my friends, she commented, she's like, "Oh, you in Bad Ax? You know I'm from there, right?" I said, "Really?" Um, she's Caucasian, of course. I I've known her for years, but I only know her from her being in school in Grand Rapids, and she's been living in Grand Rapids since I've known her. She's like, yeah, you know I'm from there. I said, I didn't even know that. She's like, yeah. She's like, it's like no black people there. I said, yeah, I've noticed that.
1: Kind <laughs> of looking around,
3: like I don't see anybody of any darker complexion up here. Nothing but snow. I was kind of no. It was it was summertime, but it was just like
2: no, no, nothing but snow. Yeah, well, yeah,
3: there. <laughs> and I just didn't see any. It was like nothing, nothing. And bears. And so snow she bears. was like, and it was funny because I joked with her. I said, I right, make sense now. That's why you only date black guys. You never saw one till you left home. He was like, oh my God, they're real. (laughs) (laughs) They were like imaginary until you left there. But people don't understand that. There are people still in places now to this day that have never left, never been around black people or people of other races because of where they grew up. I have people now who are are employees of mine who are in the same situation. They grew up in very rural towns or very small towns. Mm -hmm. that might have one fucking role coming out of it that have never, that never have been exposed to black people. So certain things they hear Certain things that we do Certain things they're exposed to Culture wise Are like The most blind Mind blowing things ever On the other hand There are black people That have never been exposed To different things They've there never are things, been across Eight miles Well no There are black people I, I work with people That when we I say certain things I've done or experienced Or traveled to And they're like Oh, That's that white people shit I told somebody uh, I, guard, I told somebody I garden with my mother Every summer and She's like That's that white people shit I don't know No black people my age That garden I say What the fuck are you they not have houses? Shit, where, they're, un- they're yeah. uncultured swine. Where are you, <laughs> where are you like, like, really? That's not a. That's not a.
2: So, so y'all know nothing about getting in the backyard and just working. Huh? No,
3: the
1: gardening
3: was a, 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 like a, a hardship. Concerns an old white. What you saying? I said, no, my mom was pretty young gardening. And I had to help her every summer.
0: I mean, given the fact my mom is white, I helped her garden. But no, my mom, mom is not.
3: Definitely bed. was not black, white, and she right. definitely <laughs> gardened <laughs> every summer. It's,
2: like, it's safe to say that everybody knows right. something about gardening is, at yeah. somebody, some point.
3: <laughs> right. So it was like, but that was foreign to her. Right. Because you understand some people were in their bubble. We talked about the black bubble before. Mm-hmm. There's a bubble for everybody lives in their bubble. They live in their bubble whether it's an area they grew up in, they've never exposed certain exposed certain things. We all I joke a lot of time where there are people in Detroit that have never left Detroit. Yeah. yeah they don't go true. anywhere. Yeah. I had a friend who um who came to Michigan for medical school in Wayne State. She's from um fucking Utah. Oh, um, that's a bubble within myself. She's from Utah, but it wasn't even her. She would get like she would show her friends from here pictures of like Utah. And they're like, what is that, a postcard? Or is that like... Nah, is that this is really the, what no, Utah That's my like. backyard. Like, <laughs> they, they like, is that a postcard or something? Like, no, that's my backyard. Really? <laughs> they've never been exposed. They don't go out. They don't leave the state. mm um, I joke about a lot of people I've met having... Um, because, you know, you get a hands license. I feel like people have an enhanced license state of mind. And they need to grow up and get a passport state of mind. Because when you have somebody get a passport.
2: Passport? What's that? Passport? Oh, passport. Jesus don't. Christ. Passport. <laughs> I don't
3: go nowhere. I, I, only need, I only need a hands license to get to Canada. Are oh, talking about going to Canada? And the thing about it, you didn't know, ask people, all right, you're going to Canada. Have you ever been to Niagara Falls? I have not. So you've never been anywhere past um, Toronto? I went to North Boston.
1: That
2: was the one, The one time yes, I've been to Canada, it Windsor. was Toronto. As long as you're at least go
3: past Windsor. I went past Windsor,
2: right. yes. A lot of
3: people don't go past
2: Windsor from here.
3: And they might not even go. They might not go. They'll go, go to, go to, go to, go to Caesar's. Caesars. That's where they go to. Or the casino. Right. They go to this Windsor the for the fireworks or the casino.
2: That's it. I just, We I just went out to a random spot that had Tuesday night, Wayne night. <laughs> just, just, just we buying serving cabinet. up wings. We There's went a- to
0: like an old village that was in North Boxton, and they they showed us a tour of like these cabins, and then we also went through like the forest and stuff. It was. It so was,
2: for you, it was like an actual trip, trip.
3: Yes. Yeah, it's like we like some people just don't go outside their comfort zone, uh-huh. and so with that being said, when you're when you're expecting people of another race or another culture to understand why something is inherently but like after once you grow up and you experience things you kind of realize that hating hey, like disliking somebody for their race is different but people are still going to have their inherent biases because they don't know anything else because the only thing i know of this other culture is what i've seen on the news or heard from other people who may not necessarily like some people or things like that so when you're not exposed to it you don't know uh-huh. you're in your mind you're thinking yeah, if I meet this person and they're a good person I'm going to like them I'm going to have a problem with them but if you've been conditioned or all you've heard all your audience all life about this particular the bad things they do by the time you get around some black people you're going to be like I, I've worked with people like that that are completely racist Mm. but it's part and some of it's because they're just racist and some of it's because they were never exposed to black people so when they actually experienced black people it may have been in some bad situation
1: mm-hmm.
3: it may have been oh i worked with somebody who was who was weird he was strange black and like they just they did certain things or they, they did something to me or they hurt me in some way so if once somebody hurts you in the of race, and they're never racing you only thing you knew about before that was the stereotypes so is that like? To those
2: so is that like a different kind of racism? Even though it falls in the same. It's line? the
3: same thing. It's more of because most race. There's two. I'll say this. There's two ways you, you become a you're easy racist. Either you learned it from your parents growing up, like I, I was just taught to hate black people or any other race.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Or you were in uh, the air. Like
2: you come situations. from the era it
3: where or can come from. It's usually It usually comes from your upbringing. It's typically that. Right. But it also comes from, if I've never been exposed to this, and so when I do get exposed to it, it's always bad things. And not necessarily personally, but all I see on the news is, black, folk black this black person killed somebody, or this black person robbed somebody.
2: Or, it's on, or somebody on the run.
3: It's always something negative because that's all the news reports. If you were, And that's the thing. A lot of people don't understand. There are areas that that's all they know. They have access to when they were growing up was what the news told them.
2: And once again, the news is
3: fake. No, i don't much that because then John Trump on make went off that shit again. Fake news. But no, like my brother was saying, like cancel culture is is a problematic because like it's it's not healthy to have such extremes. Like you can't like we have to be able to understand, like forgive people and have empathy and like you know compassion because. If we don't help these people understand why they're wrong and why that thinking is wrong, or at least say, hey, "Hey, let me put my arm around you and show why that's wrong," mm-hmm. they'll never grow. Because if you just shun somebody every time they make a mistake or they have a, a, a incorrect thought, then you're not helping
2: them. Right? You, you're just, more like you maybe you're more like enabling. Them to that's keep, just like scolding your
3: kid when they when they mess up in school, like not not like they did something bad, but like they got a bad grade. I had an a, a, a employee years ago and all he would tell me about how he would whoop his son when his son got a bad grade and i'm like that don't work right because you're not changing any of the behavior right you just you're not looking at what's causing him to get these bad grades or why he's struggling with this particular subject yeah you beat me is not gonna make me um, understand math any better
2: this is gonna put the fear in you <laughs>
3: exactly. it's gonna make me hate math more because every in time there, I, I don't... Still there. <laughs> like, it's going to make me hate it more because now you're just... You're reinforcing the fact that I hate it because you, every time I think about math, i to think about the fact that I got beat every time I got a bad grade in it. That's not constructive at all.
2: No, it's not. It's all types of counterproductive. But people do what we... It's not even counterproductive. Isn't It's just not productive at all. That's just definition of counterproductive. No, but... I know the, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. It's just like,
3: what's the point? Exactly. It's not It's not. It's not. It's not helping me. Because if you ask the question, hey, have a conversation with me. Why am I? Why are you struggling with this? And that, I think that's also part of the narrative of you know parents for so long not talking to their kids. And not asking their kids questions about why they're having challenges or struggles. The one thing I can appreciate about my dad is at one point, like, yeah, I got whooped just like every other kid. But at one point, as I got older, and he see he saw some of the challenges I had with certain things, he started to actually ask me questions and have a conversation with
2: me. Yeah, had to switch mm-hmm. the game up.
3: Right. Now, if it was a behavior issue, like, if I was just doing some shit I wasn't able to do, that's different. Right. But when it came to, like, ch- like actual like stuff that he needed to talk to me about, we would have conversations about that. Because... At a certain age You beat me And you gonna do shit
2: Right It's you gonna, gonna stop me. hurting
3: <laughs> At some point I'm gonna stop hurting and I'm gonna still be The same person I'm gonna still not I'm gonna still suck At this subject Or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. it, it is So it, You're re- You're not re- You're not correcting The bad behavior You're just reinforcing Why I hate this thing Because all I'm gonna do Is connect You beat me With this thing I hate It doesn't help So When Somebody does something wrong Or they feel a certain way Or they they believe a certain thing the wrong the worst thing you can do is say well fuck you for feeling that way i ain't talking to you not let's have a conversation to see why you feel that way Uh Mm -hmm. now on the other hand what i will say is it is not on me as a black person to make you feel better about being racist it's not if i can tell from you there's no redeeming quality you're just going to be a racist fucker that's different But in the Liam Neeson thing, the whole point of him saying it was I felt like shit for even feeling like that. And I had to look at myself and say, how the fuck did you feel like that? What was wrong with you? Mm -hmm. I had to address that with myself. So he already recognized that it was wrong. Right. That was the whole point. But in cancel culture, once you say some shit people don't like, it's wrong.
2: It's upward.
3: And that leads me to... Kimi Lovato. Oh, no. with the Twenty One Savage. So just a, so just to preface this, and this is more alongs, is another thing along the lines of cancel culture. So just to preface this, the news broke last
2: weekend. The, sir, twenty first of all, during savages the,
3: during the twi- during sir the Super twenty first. So the Twenty One Savage was arrested by ICE. Now, if you don't know who ICE is, ICE basically is immigration. And they arrested him saying that he's actually from the UK.
2: That just blows my mind.
3: And he overstayed so his done? visa. Right. His visa expired 14 years ago. So, first of all, fool me. <laughs> it threw everybody off because it's like, wait a minute, 21 Savage, the most Atlanta nigga in the world.
1: The most cool <laughs> nigga in the
3: world is right. actually from it's fucking actually Britain? From Britain. From Great Britain?
1: What? So
3: that was the initial surprise. Now, Black Twitter is what it is. So the memes started popping out, and they were very funny. Now, this is the thing I want to very, very—I want to specify. None of the memes were happy laughing at him getting um, um, arrested or be, potentially be deported. He was
2: laughing at, they the, were laughing at the
3: fact that he He's could potentially British. be British. Yeah, <laughs> that was what the thought that like Twenty One Savage being British.
2: But but Atlanta though. <laughs> It's a knife though. It's a knife. <laughs> or is it a knife? knife? Easy, easy. Nice. It's like knife. It's a blade. Oh, that's not a knife. It's, it's a machete. knife.
3: So that's Australia, by the way.
0: It's <laughs>
3: <Foster's>, <laughs> Australia. <for
0: me>. Like, <laughs> like did, did he down. did he jump?
3: <laughs> okay, Crocodile Dundee.
0: Knife. RIP. Uh, to the real
2: crocodile dundee. T and Crook. Like it. It's Crocodile.
3: So, Good but yeah. so, the joke was, it wasn't about him being arrested. Let's make that clear. It was, None of it the things saw were about him being arrested. It was literally it was about, about
2: the fact that the fact he might be British. That
3: he's fucking British. Because mm-hmm. everybody was like, huh? What? <laughs> yeah, literally, that was the look everybody like, what the like, bloody hell? What the fucking what?
2: Well, so, well, hmm. Like, so, I guess. My question is, where is, um, where is Ziggy Azalea when you need her? But she's Australian, so that's different. Yeah. It's, it's the same. It's the same. Well, we all know she was from Australia. But she ran like she from the hood. Everybody raps like they're from the hood.
3: So you, I
0: guess the UK issue. was rappers
2: rap like they're from the hood.
0: Wasn't the no, issue No, but you can with,
2: tell they all British, though.
0: So wasn't yeah. the issue with Demi Lovato, where she basically jumped in. So
3: all she said was this. This is yeah, what her yeah. sentence was. LOL, the 21 Savage means have been the best thing um, during the Super Bowl today. Like, this has been the best part of the Super Bowl, is what she said. And
2: people went, that was off.
3: all she said. And all the rappers, like Wale, all these other rappers, all these butt hurt rappers, all these jumped in and hurt. Yo, that's that ain't not right. Funny, laughing at his situation. You wrong. Now, mind you. We're not going to talk about your OD. No, do, and that yeah. you know, of our ODing, First on, of all, side. those things are not the same. No. Because first and foremost.
2: It's, it's literally a matter of life and death.
3: Need, <laughs> black people need to, y'all need to figure this shit out. Y'all the ones that make the fucking jokes.
2: Right. right. So then
3: y'all make these fucking memes up, because white people didn't make these memes up.
2: Yeah. Black people make these memes up. And we fast on the Twitter machine. Black people make these memes. These are fast when it comes to memes. Black people make these memes up. <laughs> right. memes. <laughs> these memes up. Mm-hmm.
3: So with that being said, y'all can't make these memes up and be and put them out there and laugh them at the Joe and As soon as somebody else laughs, oh no,
2: that's just Russ.
3: You
0: can't. Laugh. I think it's because of the fact that she's not black. That's why they I got don't on give her a ass. fuck. No, no, I know that, but I'm just I, saying
1: I, I get it. they are
3: looking for any reason to drag somebody that's not one of them. Mm-hmm. And it so happens she was the one that. Because if any other celebrity black celebrity that came out and said these like you know the the same stuff that she these did these memes because lou duval was cracking
2: up about the memes he was he was like yeah you know and Lil, yeah good duval in Lil duval fashion of course
3: right mm-hmm. nobody said shit to him
2: Nah. Lil duval don't give not He's, ounce he, of he his, a uh,
3: maybe he gets a pass but no i'm sorry these memes are made up by black people black mm-hmm. twitter made them fucking memes up mm-hmm. they were the ones we were the ones posting that shit so you didn't if a white person finds it funny and she says i find it funny it is, the memes are funny. It's funny, right? Because the, the, the none of the memes were making fun of his situation. The memes were making fun of the fact that he might be British. Mm-hmm. How is none of that connected or anybody, any of that equal to her having a coke overdose?
2: None. Not you even. can't. You can't even jump the shark on that. None one. of Not that shit all.
3: relates to the other. So mm-hmm. y'all telling me, oh well, you know he he's doing this, and you know because of that thing, you know she can't say shit. Fuck y'all I'm so sick Of Y'all being selective With y'all and Y'all want to pick and choose What y'all want to be mad about I'm like Look man At the end of the day She meant All she said was, it was These funny. memes are funny These memes are hilarious That is all she said And y'all motherfuckers Went for the fucking jugular Y'all talking about What well, we supported you When you had a fucking Drug problem First of all, there were people joking about her drug problem.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. There everybody. Were de- there was,
3: Nobody there. did. No, there were. No, there there were was, there, there was, it wasn't popular, but there were definitely people out there joking about her having
0: a drug. Oh, wait. I think I might have saw one where they compared her to Whitney Houston. Right. That,
3: yeah, because they were talking about how, how yo, when Whitney has a drug problem, mm-hmm. we, we drag her. Mm-hmm. But when Demi, oh, my God, his prayer is up and stuff like that. <clears throat> and, and the point I said back then was this. White people never was the one calling Whitney a crackhead. It was black people.
1: Black people did. They also compare
3: her to Omar Lamar Odom. Mm. And I said it again. Black people are the ones that call him a a cokehead. Not black, white people. Black people did Black people were always the ones to go to, to make the jokes about our own people. But then when somebody else uh, like, is like, but then it's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to bring that shit No, nigga, y'all were the ones joking about it in the first place. Exactly. Nobody else called her a crackhead, called Whitney a crackhead, but y'all. y'all. Nobody mm-hmm. else called uh, Omar, 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 a crackhead except for uh, y'all. Right. So then when she's a co, when everybody's sending their prayers up, it's like, no, y'all the ones got to be selective with that shit because y'all the ones that did it. So how about that? Y'all take care of your own home instead of criticism of her. And the FBI, like I said, try to draw this false equivalency about her being a co-kid and having an overdose to him getting deported, or potentially getting deported. Like, I get it, he got a family shit like that. But again, no one was laughing at his situation. They were only laughing at the potential of 21 uh, Savage being British, British. because it's outlandish as fucking hell. But yes, he is British. Mm -hmm. He moved here when he was 13 13 Mm -hmm. or 12. And the funny thing is they posted a video of his mom in the interview, and she's definitely British hmm. Mm. Accent deep as hell.
0: Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, come
3: on. Still to this day. She still had her accent.
2: Wow. He was young. Well, I, but- I would think so. This is <laughs> still well, no.
3: <laughs> I mean, I I'm assuming he had that accent when he came home, but
2: came here. but Well, yeah, like, I mean, if you've been here, here since younger, 13, you are going to pick up stuff. Right, especially, especially if you're Atlanta, going Atlanta. to be from Atlanta. Atlanta, you're going to pick it up, so it's going to change. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, your adult
3: is a little different. Your accent is what it is. Um, unless you like change your voice a lot, like Mel Gibson, for example, he you can't. Say or Idris
0: Elba,
2: or Hugh Jack.
3: Oh well, no, you can still tell he's from Britain. What well, when I he played
0: Daddy's Little Girls? Well, I no, could, could not tell. Changing yeah. but I'm saying
3: right. in regular conversation, in, like in a, like there in are certain talk. people that are in regular conversation. I can't like Mel Gibson. I can't hear his Australian accent anymore.
2: Right when he
3: first yeah. came to America, mm-hmm. you could hear it clear as day. Even in the first fucking lethal weapon, yeah. it was clear as day. Ah, now you can't tell he's from Australia.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but there
3: are other so people wild. that I couldn't tell. Um what's the name? Um Chu chu whatever his name is. Played twelve years of 12 years of slave, played in he played uh in Four Brothers, the one in uh, Sweet Victor Sweet. Oh! I did not know he was British in that movie. I had no idea he was British until- I know It was this movie that came on and he was like a, it was something like futuristic movie. He was killing niggas with a sword and he had this British accent. I'm like, this nigga British? Had no idea. It was just him and the sword. It was it was a it was a bunch of shit going on. He played some like kind of
0: His name was uh Chipwell uh, Yeah,
3: I had no but I didn't know his name. All I knew was he played in Four Brothers. Mm. Well, from that movie, there's no way hey you could tell he was from he was fucking British. Mm. He was Victor Sweet, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> <Let's>
2: see <clears throat> Don't die. Right.
3: And so I guess my thing is cancel culture. In general, it's stupid to me because, like I said, <clears throat> if you if we cancel everybody for saying the wrong thing or being wrong or saying making a mistake or making a bad decision or choice, instead of saying "how about that," how about you make up for the bullshit you're doing now?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: If you're a, a, a company that does some stupid shit, that's cancelable. That's different. For example, the Gucci shit. Hey,
0: I just saw about that too. I saw Ti's post too. Right. Who he basically he is protesting so Gucci, against?
3: So Gucci made this um sweater that has a
0: black face.
3: It's a, a black face sweater basically because it has a mask with a a, a red ring around the opening. hmm And it looks like blackface. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. I'll show you
2: this. Segment of the podcast is brought to you by Halls and Dr Pepper. Dr Pepper, established in 1885,
0: (laughs) and these new Flamin Hot Doritos. Well, they're not apparently they're not that new. Yeah,
3: for the record, Flamin Hot Doritos are not new. (laughs) They're not. They're just they just came back. Flamin Hot Doritos are not new. They were in the original brand of Flamin Hot uh, Chips. Yeah, I I missed that. Cause it was them flaming hot lays.
1: Yeah,
0: I Cheetos. remember the flaming hot lays Flamin hot, and the flaming hot, yeah.
3: hot Cheetos. Oh, and all those came out at the same time.
0: But somehow I missed the flaming hot Doritos. Oh train.
2: wow! Right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's so, yeah. terrible.
0: I don't know which, if that's
3: worse. My the company as a, as a, no as a, so you had we had no that. this this is
2: worse.
3: We had yeah, monkey, no, that the is. monkey
2: kid thing. The coolest the, monkey. Coolest monkey. Uh, His parents <sighs> made sure he that bank, them. though. So the,
3: my <laughs> issue with companies doing this shit is this: y'all have too many people who have oversight over these ads before they get put out mm-hmm. for y'all to be this dumb, mm. which is why diversity is important. Diversity is important in your organization because you have to have somebody in your organization that can say, oh, shit that's offensive
2: right Yeah. so uh, so the fact that somebody greenlit this this whole thing before it even went y'all to uh, the you got one black shop.
3: guy can y'all pull the black guy from the mail room? like look can you just make sure this make, make sure this is alright nah it's but not but we also right. gotta
0: understand a lot of these big name brand companies really don't like people of color wearing their stuff it go like even with Tommy Hilfiger he couldn't stand black people wearing his stuff but yet somehow they had Aaliyah as one of the faces back in the 90s um um, even Michael Kors, there's been conversations about he doesn't like black people wearing his purses and all that other stuff. So, but yet, black people are spending a lot of money all on Michael these things. Ford.
3: Well, so I, don't, I can't confirm. I remember, I remember the Tommy Hill figure thing back yeah. in the day. I remember that. Um, I don't necessarily know if he actually said it because I, I never saw the article. I heard people say it was a rumor that he did say that shit. I don't know if it was ever proven. Um, I know there was... Because also was that same thing about... Um, what else?
2: That's Lauren.
3: There's been so many different things about people saying... Say, um, it was the same reason that Jay start, stopped promoting Cristal. Because Cristal basically said... These black people are turning our brand into something low level. Oh, wow. And mind, never you, heard that. Mm-hmm. mind you, rappers was the only reason people even knew what the fuck her was. Right. So, when well, was out getting with popular, well, no, it was just the reason why he went to, he bought Ace of Spades first. Yeah, that's and right. you say was
2: separate.
3: That's right. But Ace of was just the reason why he only pushes Ace of Spades. He bought Ace of because he said, We've well, been making y'all money for years. Y'all basically take fuck us It's the same reason he started Rockerware mm-hmm. Because all them years he was talking about Iceberg, iceberg and, yeah. and gave them niggas all that money And then, all of a sudden, and then when they went to try to do a partnership He was like oh no we don't need y'all Nigga you wouldn't reason keep doing you your music. And there's a reason why you're not around now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck
2: dude Y'all had a vehicle in Jane Y'all just said nah we good
3: okay Well we do mm-hmm. shit ourselves
2: see how far you last in the next decade or so
3: (laughs) (laughs) but this is like at some point as a company as an organization if I'm catering to the public I need to have a person on my design team my marketing team and this is just and and I've been studying marketing for years if I'm going to do marketing to any any everybody to the culture to the world whatever. You need to have a person from every every recognizable race out there on your staff,
1: uh-huh.
3: because you have to have somebody. And then my other thing is, who are y'all testing this shit with? Because aside from the marketing part of it, when y'all y'all testing, clearly y'all not choosing a diverse group of people. Clear. no, no, not at if all. Shows one black person, they probably looked at it like, wait, what? Y'all not doing <laughs> this right. Most right. of
0: those high name brands don't even like people who are over a certain size like I forgot what uh artist it was but she said that she had trouble having designers like Versace and Gucci trying to get her a dress because they said we don't cater to people over size eight and I'm like the fuck like they consider size eight being too big or too fat I wear a size eight in dresses so am I fat to them, I guess you are. So. Yes,
2: I am. But, but I'm proud in, of it. But in the fashion world, a size, what, like a size zero yeah, is size pretty zero much two the perfect thing. Because ev- if, if you notice, know and I know you do, every runway show has like the stick figure model. Mm-hmm. And it's, tall. And, it's, and it has to be like Amazon tall. Exactly. That's, but- and that's how, that's how, um, Fred Porte stuff is made. Mm-hmm. To fit the 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 actual model. And granted, you can't really buy it right there. Right. But this is what we are doing. But
0: we are thankful for people like Tiber Banks and Naomi Campbell and Iman. Who you mean
3: Black women mm-hmm. who. Are curvy?
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, because they they broke through the barriers of the modeling industry to show, hey, you can have curves and still rock the runway. You ain't gotta be stick figured and anorexic and all that other stuff.
2: So speaking of dumb. speaking of stuff that don't really cater to the black folk, I don't know if y'all seen Alexander McQueen stuff recently, but oh uh, boy, it's on some niner's Nails shit. Alexander, <laughs> Alexander McQueen. Alexander McQueen. <laughs> Like if you if you pay attention to like how Travis Scott was usually wearing like this like heavy gothic stuff right when he was starting out mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of I, I don't know if he was wearing Alexander McQueen uh, McQueen or somebody else but it was along those lines and now like I'm just I'm sitting here scrolling on Instagram like all this stuff I don't really rock with mainly because uh mainly because it's a lot of leather and other shit that i'm not into but uh this i'm kind of losing my train of thought here but this this is how it goes y'all piggyback on what you were saying like it doesn't really get it to the black folk because i ain't seen not one black person on here
3: well, that's like that's why it's important like for people like Virgil to be in a position here right now uh-huh. mm-hmm. because we need that rep- representation matters. We talk about it all the time, but re- representation matters if we have more people in those spaces this is the reason why I was always when people were so mad at Kanye all those years ago, I was like I understand what he was saying because people kept saying he wanted to be accepted by white people it was like no. This- His point was, those white people are the masters in this space what they will do is they'll give me so much and say hey you can do this you can do that but that's it and i'm gonna have this glass ceiling the whole time right the whole reason he was asking for money and trying to ingratiate himself is because the whole point is once i get myself in the door i can create a space for us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's separate from what these white people are doing it's the same thing jay did Right, Jay. He, essentially, he tried to do the same thing Hove did because people, anybody that knows the history of Rockefeller, Hove was the background dude as far right. as business goes. Right, Dame was the loudmouth dude cussing everybody else in boardrooms. Fuck, fuck you niggas. Fuck this shit. That and was predicting
0: that. stuff that came to pass years later. Like he was the he dude did. that
3: was getting, you know, er, making everybody mad at him. So he was, the, he was the fall guy. He was the bad cop all the time. Mm-hmm. So Jay never took any risk on his relationship. Jay kind of sat to the back on purpose because his thought was he was playing the long con. And that's the reason why Jay is a hustler because hustlers are going to sit to the back and just kind of play the long... They're going to play in the long run like, look, I'm going to sit back and chill right now and do this and kind of rest on this shit knowing what I got hooked I'm waiting to do in the long run. That's the reason why he's a fucking billionaire now.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: The whole point, the reason why he preaches generational wealth is... We need to get our own shit, and the only way we can get our shit is to have people like him, Oprah, and Diddy, billionaires at that point, Michael Jordan, the people that can be in a position where they're in that lane. That way, they can come back and give opportunities to everybody else. That's exactly. Why,
2: that's why they've been on this, this same wave since 444 dropped.
3: And that's the reason, like, owning, like, being in control of your own shit. That's why I love to see when artists get, you know, are getting, you see all these articles of art, artists getting their own masters. Chris Brown just recently got his own masters. Russell
0: Wilson like just bought Sierra's masters for her, so like, shout out to him. All right. those things are
3: important right. because owning your own shit is important. Mm hmm. Like, Having you control your shit. Rihanna owns all her all her shit. And
0: that's why Prince had that issue with Warner Brothers for so many years because he refused to let them like take ownership of his own masters. So what it was like a war that went on for years and years. Yeah, yeah, the, whole
3: thing, the whole slave thing, and yeah, the, and
0: that's so, why he ended up changing his name changing to the, name, the artist. Owned all that
3: shit because and it's crazy because in the long run, his fucking family ended up selling his shit anyway, right? Because he wanted Jay to keep all the shit. He gave all his, shit, all his shit to Jay. That was it. He had a conversation with Jay, and that was all reason all his shit was on title at first, and that was it. Mm. But his family in the estate came back and said, "No, nah, we want. We are. We're gonna take it." Wow. And that's why it now is getting licensed to all these different shits that he never wanted to get. Oh. To. That's why this shit is happening now. But he had made his instructions pretty clear that he wanted what he wanted, and Jay and uh, his family basically said, "No, nah, we're gonna sell it because we want the money." That's sad. They wanted the money. That's what it was about. So it's like being in that position. So that was all Kanye was talking about. Kanye's delivery, as usual, just sucks. Yes. <laughs> but the whole thing <sighs> we're trying to get across is because everybody's like, well, Kanye wants you to do it yourself. He said, how? And the reason he said, how is because the thing y'all talking about him doing is not, y'all talking about him just starting a fashion line he wasn't talking about just doing that right He's he, was, talking he was trying about to get his foot being one of those dudes like one of the fucking like gods of the industry like a gucci or like a prada and all them fuckers up there mm-hmm. at the top trying to get on that level not trying to just hey them give me my own line of clothes no i want to be the person that's giving other people their line of clothes mm-hmm. that was what he was trying to achieve which is why he needed so much money to do it so it wasn't about gaining acceptance it was about getting on that same level it's the same thing with the NFL or the NBA there are so many who they always say put it out there and say well why don't you guys start your own league how that's that simple. well these guys are billionaires we are. If even if we combined all our money,
2: it still won't be enough.
3: It still won't be what they make.
2: Yep. <clears throat> Cause you good. Cause people don't realize. <laughs> To to run your own league, you have to have a team.
3: What's well, not even it, a bunch of?
0: Well, you got you a got a to have a team
2: of- on top of teams on top of teams. But
0: even with that, with revenue and stuff like that, it's gonna take years before you actually make. It's going take stuff years. You gotta back.
1: have
2: yeah. you know, that. shit takes a long time.
3: It's a whole bunch of infrastructure, a lot of fucking people. It's not something you can just get off the ground right away. And
0: that's right. why so Plus, many businesses fail because there, people don't understand that.
3: There's a reason why so many other, li- in, in the cases like sports leagues. There have been four or five other leagues Outside of the NFL None of them lasted yeah. We're about to launch two potential ones now The XFL is launching oh And oh. the America The um, <sighs> something AFF A A A F L or some shit like that is launching as well nobody expects any of these shits to do well because at the end of the day...
2: Especially XFL.
0: Oh, <laughs> did you... Yeah, that 30 for 30 documentary Ooh, about uh, the XFL, it explained why it failed. But yeah, but
3: right. that's the reason why it they're saying Vince has learned it from his mistakes before, so maybe he'll do better. I don't know.
0: <sighs> but... Uh, this the
3: yeah, is the same person who can't the push but, prepper. Well, no. It's <laughs> the opportunity is, The opportunity, though, is there because but the problem is that... Because the assumption is that everybody loves football. But... The reality of it is there's there's really room for more. The mm-hmm. NFL just had their lowest rate of Super Bowl in fucking 10 years. Yep, yep. So like you know, we'll see. But it's the same thing with the NBA. People always say, well, why don't you black on one of these players just start her own league? It's not that fucking
2: simple. Right.
3: Because again, these are big building, most of these guys. A lot of these NFL, these NBA owners own like NFL teams and NBA teams and baseball teams, and like these are billionaires a hundred times over in some instances. Mm-hmm. So you combine all of these players, it's still got, that's not even a drop in the bucket Mm-mm. to what it would take to run a fucking league. These guys just own teams; they're not even the ones that run the league. Right. So this is the thing they seem to understand: is that it's it's one thing. To say, hey, there's a reason why it's no, it's no black NFL owners. It's a, it's. There's it a reason for that. Mm. Like, there's, a, like, there's a reason why these, that shit don't exist. Shit, we only have one black owner in fucking um, basketball right now, and that's Joe Jordan. Oh yeah, I mean, the wizard. You have, you have okay. no. Um, the Charlotte. Uh, uh yeah, 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 yeah. There's only part on is like Usher owns this like five.
0: Oh right, and Jay. And but wait, I thought Jay owned. Jay sold
3: that shit when he became an agent. Oh, okay, to. right. He had to. Gotcha. He only owed like 55 percent like or some shit, but he's also the one that like set the color and created the whole like. Right, so.
2: Whole. Jay was more like the the Brooklyn Nets he ambassador. Was a, yeah, he was an ambassador kind of figure. I
3: mean, mm-hmm. he still he had he still had his seats. He still has those seats if you wants them. But but you
2: but know, just, since he started getting uh, well, Robinson Cano and well,
3: yeah, once he became an agent, he had to sell up that his stake in the team because okay. you couldn't have that would be um, considered um, a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things where people can say, "Well, you should do it yourself," and we and I get that, but. To get to the level that they, Ye was talking about is a totally different thing. So when we're talking about doing shit on a certain level and changing that narrative, unfortunately, we got to kind of take baby steps. That's why, like I said, Virgil getting that position is important because that's our, it's not us getting our foot in that door to kind of try to change that narrative. But it's, it's going to take time because we have to get enough people in those positions before it actually... Takes the effect that we want it to happen. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: It's like getting into a good old boy's club. You only gonna get so far if they don't let you. Right. So you gotta try to make your own way, and it's gonna take time. And so, kinda moving on. The Um, lesson
0: we should all learn is patience.
3: um So snitching is in the news again, because apparently, (laughs) Takashi. It's
2: the time to, to turn the state's phone um, Oh, evidence. Oh, and he's, um, oh. Talking he's about snitching, y- on
3: air snitching on everybody.
2: Snitching on everybody. Oh, so he's talking about the peacock. You, 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 did it. Y'all you niggas did it. did it. Oh, you motherfuckers. Oh, buddies. so he put a Nino Brown. He pointed at everybody. He put a Nino Brown.
3: Everybody. Mm. That nigga pointing at everybody. It's bigger than me, baby. <laughs> it's bigger right. Than me, baby.
2: Exactly.
3: <laughs> right. So, uh,
2: you know, shouts to him I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean if it's gonna cut if it's gonna copy with Dale, if it's gonna copy with plea, uh, rather I
3: mean you could he was facing some time.
2: Right. He he wasn't getting out. He's still gonna face some time, but like But he he go he wasn't getting out either way. But,
3: Breaking News.
2: What?
0: I booked the gig in May. Congrats. Awesome. Woo-hoo.
2: All right, go back to the story. So, Zakashi says nine. He's still going <laughs> to jail. Why
0: are you making that face? Hey, people you, need to know you, you these know, things. You know
2: this one. You know long enough.
0: Uh, whatever. On. I don't give up. I'm no, sorry. <laughs> good. I don't give up. I
2: good i do not give up i
0: do not give up. Clearly, you he, don't attention.
2: Easy there, bitch. Huh?
3: Please give Spectrum
2: yes, your you know, attention. That was Kendrick. I don't give up. I, I don't give a for the element, nigga. Either way. Takashi no, says nah. Takashi okay. says nine. Still ain't answered that smoke yet, by the way. Takashi says nah still singing a different tune. You did it, you did it, you did it, so, you did it. So is Big Sean, because he ain't singing no
3: tunes ever since Kendrick called him out.
2: But um I wouldn't want no smoke with Ken out no way. <laughs> he, he,
3: he called him a bitch on a whole song. <laughs> <laughs> little bitch. little bitch. Be humble. He basically petted that nigga on the song. I just
2: wanna point it out.
3: But that's neither here nor there. <laughs>
2: Either way, okay, I, if, if, I, if I was in the dragon, I wouldn't want no Shawnee smoke. Sean, made a song sense. I would um, want no smoke with, with, with Kung Fu Kenny. Either. All right, so
3: we gotta touch on this. All okay. right, motherfucking shot
2: Moss. Ah, uh, wow, yes. oh, wow. The wow of Bows. Okay.
0: The a domestic violence altercation. Okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. So
3: it came out, pictures came out first. The Bow Wow and his girlfriend had a, had, had, a, a scuffle, had a little scuffle, a kerfuffle, a kerfuffle, and um, the pictures came out and his face was all fucked up.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: All types of fucked up. Like you thought that nigga had a fight with Wolverine,
2: right? Or or two one. Like yeah, you see, he was fucked yeah, up, the, all yeah. scratched up. Oh boy, all, oh boy, was scratched up. All types of scratched up. All kind of. Oh, mm, 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 and so.
3: The, the way it was described She whooped his ass And they just detained, they arrested both of them Just because mm-hmm. um, But we still didn't know how it started Then the rumors started coming out That something happened Where she may have been flirting with somebody Or talking to Shaq
2: Or just been or
3: drunk flirt. It, was something, it was something crazy Where he was upset Because she was, she was acting up Or she was doing some shit When they was out at this party The Super Bowl party Or some shit like that
2: mm-hmm.
3: So we still didn't know what happened so, the video footage just came up.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: The video footage shows when they got in the elevator. And you can see him kind of like, he sees he's upset about something. He's trying to get her to talk to him, and she's kind of pulling away from him. Um, he doesn't hit her. He, he, he pulls her a couple times. He pulls her once just to say, hey, talk to me. He's trying to. He's talking to her about something. She's not listening. She turned away from him a couple times. And then she starts with his ass. So, the. So prior to this, prior to the video coming out, <coughs> Sips- there are a lot of people making jokes about Bawa
2: getting beat up. Well, a lot of Anime. people have been making jokes about Bawa, period.
0: Since forever. Right,
2: but. But in this context, it's
0: stupid. Is, so
3: my, my my only issue, and honestly, not an issue, my only thought on it is this. If that had been the other way
2: around, yeah, yep,
0: he, yeah. Oh, they would have dragged. it. would have dragged the him. hell
2: out of him. Like, like I feel like he lost either way. Cause this, because this, this is what everybody's been saying, and and it's true. It is a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. This is what you call a catch twenty two.
3: Mm-hmm. Because if he had been the aggressor, if he had been the person who. If her face is all jacked
2: up, oh that nigga gone. Yo, oh, they would no. have.
3: It still would have been. But but then because he was the one who face got jacked up, it's five while, so Now we gotta laugh at him. Right, we got we gotta laugh and go. Not gonna draw that fra- false comparison. That somebody tried to put out there and say, well, if this is funny, then they show a picture of Rihanna. No, nigga, that's not.
2: No, that's that's something no, way no, no, different. No, 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 like, Way dudes, different. Dudes go too far. Right. Dudes go too
3: far to try to prove their point, point. usually probably some nigga that hit a chick. Mm-hmm. He's trying to prove a point. No, nigga, no, 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 no. That's not the same. Us laughing at Bow, Bi- because it's kind of similar to the 21 Savage thing. I don't think people were laughing at him getting beat. It was it was the situation. It was Bow Wow yeah i think it's more so it's just wow to an extent now again it's you
2: know, is the thing that it is yes it is wow, and then the whole situation of him coming up with this l this is yeah but
3: always take L's. yeah yeah and i think that's that's a big part of it but my thing is this nobody should put their hands on anybody at the end of the day right. to keep your hands to each other Empty yourselves. learn
0: to keep your hands to yourselves. stop putting
3: your hands on the opposite sex all that shit is not cool right,
0: right. I mean if you guys can't talk it out like real adults then just stay away from each other until you both can calm down and come to a civilization where you can actually talk
2: no real adults don't exist actually yeah I know but we're the last of a dying breed you know that
3: Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, well, like, I just feel like we need to. Uh, the narrative has to be at the end of the day, domestic violence is wrong, regardless who instigated it, who's the per, who's the person who um, who caused the problem. Who, who? But if you're if any any of that violence needs to be, they need to, they need to chill. Everybody, needs to keep their fucking hands to uh, to themselves. Everybody used to stop with the bullshit look everybody gets in the heated conversations everybody in relationships gets getting heated situations and I understand that shit happens but when the shit gets to the point where y'all feel like y'all gotta throw hands y'all need to walk away right mm-hmm um, guys need to keep their hands to the, um, themselves this is, you
2: know it's bad know. enough that uh, it's bad enough that domestic violence is already at an all time high it's bad enough
3: And part of that is because people don't talk. True. And that that goes to another subject we're gonna talk about, but I feel like that's because people don't talk. They don't talk about their. They don't talk about their dealing with, Mm -hmm. and so they hold on to shit until it until the point until it it pops. Until it and it's like you can't hold on to all that anger and emotion and frustration if you got a problem. You need to talk about that shit. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: People in relationships don't talk enough. They don't open up about what's going on and how they're feeling, and so then when it gets to a point where they now. You know we now we're to the point now where the shouldn't escalate and now we're in a situation where we heated, and you're going to react the wrong way mm-hmm. and unfortunately people have not mastered the ability of walking away from situations because it's no i want to be hurt in that moment but no you shouldn't try to get hurt earlier when you weren't as frustrated but no You decided to wait And I open up And then the other person May not have been Receptive to it At the moment And they should have So it's kind of Sometimes it can be Both, both people Because one person Is feeling away I feel like also When you're frustrated You're upset about something You need to calm down Before you talk to somebody Because when y'all Both amped up and heated yeah,
1: You're it. you gonna say shit. The wrong stuff
3: You're yeah. gonna say The wrong shit And it's gonna Trigger one of y'all shit. So people need To take time To kind of You know Step away from the situation And say okay look Let me Let me take a step back let me like kind of like calm down cuz then you know I can we can look at this situation and, and I can say okay let me you know let me calm down let me assess the situation because if we going we going to keep you know yeah you know, we going to keep this bullshit going like it's just going to make it worse and I feel like people don't do that shit people always want to you know I want to I want to react. I want to. I want to response right away. And it's like that. It's not work. Right. Sometimes you have to give people their space to talk mm-hmm. and chill.
0: Yeah, that's why I made the point. Like, if you can't talk like two grown adults, then walk away.
3: I love and it's my phone because I'm about to play this video, so don't mind me. I can do I want. the I one. There's a reason for it.
0: Okay. Well, good. Go on ahead.
2: Yeah, we need sound bites.
3: No, it's no sound. I just want to see it. I'm just watching it, so I can describe it. So they both in the elevator. She walks in the elevator after fact. she's talking to somebody. She kind of ignoring him. He grabs her hand and kind of get him to talk to her. She pulls away from him. He grabs her hand again. And she pulls away. Well, He kind of lets it go and he pushes the elevator. She's kind of off to the side. I guess he's talking. He's uh, still upset. So he's talking in the elevator and he's upset. He's taking off his jacket because I like, guess he's hot. I don't know. He's still arguing with her. He in her face a little bit too aggressive. He's way too close. He is, he's way too far. you too face. close, man. You're too, too close. Too close, man. It was like the Dylan's <laughs> He, weighed,
0: he's he too was too close. Too close, man.
3: Like he was in her face, like she was a dude. You know?
0: Like why Clef John choking Dylan.
3: <laughs> so that was what happened in the elevator. Now we don't see the actual fight.
2: I just what want to point out see? that a lot of celebrities just like to brawl in the elevator.
0: Yeah, I was like, what's up with that? <laughs> is, up there, with is there that? like an obsession with elevator bras? <laughs> hey, what, what, I, I don't what
2: is the deal with that? <laughs> y'all leave Jay alone, I mean, <laughs> he was up against it, man. I mean, if it wasn't, if it was for the chicken man,
1: hey, <laughs>
2: all well, this, all well, this good good <laughs> is just, we got 444, four, four, we eliminate this is just high rise. We got a bro in the high rise on the 33rd floor, second tower. <laughs> <Mm-mm-mm>.
0: <laughs> um, but really quick, I actually want to um, bro- throw in a side note, um, because this I was, was I, I was, what, 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 was, are you done? What you is You finished or is you done? About Crystal St. I was Saint going John. to
3: get there, Negro.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I didn't know because you... <laughs> Let me, it's an itinerary. You know this, it. right? Well, if you would have told me the itinerary beforehand... We did. We, we did.
3: No, you <laughs> just said go with the flow. I host the podcast for a reason, motherfucker. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Nick my gosh. gosh. Me, of all people, she don't think I'm organized, really?
0: I didn't say that you weren't organized, said, but no, no, when you you I asked me. you when we were off I air... I
3: said, fine... I, I know that, I but I said what a health thing. I told you that, so you should have just let me do it. But your fucked up segue. You know what? Screw you. I don't know that person. I heard he was nice, but no. Uh uh-uh. uh, you are screw you. No. You are screw you, really.
2: <laughs> you are screw you.
3: Ken
0: you
2: are You are, are, are screw you. I just wanna point you. out to the Ken world that Ashley is an actress.
3: And that's the shit she's in.
0: And a writer and a model. A. Hey.
3: But she wrote that shit.
0: didn't write that
3: in your head you wrote that
0: no 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 the thing is what i need you guys to understand that i i go a little soft on them because they're like my fam but i treat other people outside worse she goes soft on them oh you no you have not been around my other people where i go 10 times harder
2: so this is the thing that whole comment was a YouTube comment.
0: Uh, no. <laughs> so
3: actually, you are screwed. you. she be making seem like she a man around her people. She running shit. I am Baby, the man.
0: Did me? I didn't say. Yeah. I did not say My I was name. the man. By
3: but. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, so actually, you, you Becky Lynch now? She Debo, nigga. She's Debo.
3: I didn't say I was Debo. She no, got on my
2: shit. She got on my photo. I'm going
3: 10 times harder around my people.
0: I'll
3: be going next round. Yard.
0: I mean, if a nigga tried. If a nigga tried.
2: we put going that going gun light. down, nigga. 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 <laughs> Before what
0: you
2: get back. If <laughs> 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 a <And laughs> 10 times harder, you better put that gun down. <laughs> I can't <laughs> be like your daddy used to.
0: I don't talk. Stop, eh. <laughs> <it>. Stop, eh. Stop, eh. Okay, so We're the thing is with gun. me is that's that a name. lot of times if I go back and forth with a person, I use personal stuff that I know about them that will hurt you them. You mean as like my a typical name. woman? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Don't say you all, do. all women. You just describe every woman I've ever met in my life.
3: Don't say
0: all
2: I just drank all my Mice Lemonade, so I can't take a sip on this.
3: Women, <laughs> that's what women do. Women hold on to every little smug. Yeah, true. They will hold on to the one day that you walked past them and you didn't touch them on the shoulder like they, like. The in like,
2: like, the exact time, on the day, moment, and then, many and then, seconds and then, left. And so they, like five years later. It was raining outside on this day. Hey, what
0: can I say? I have a really good memory. Five See? Years
3: <laughs> I am telling you right now. Women have a, a fucking a voice memo in their head. They record shit. They fucking got hitting cameras everywhere. I swear every man is living on a reality show created by women. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but my memory comes man. in handy as an actress because try learning a 80-page script.
2: I can't even write an 8 With about
0: six. 8 or 9 I'm monologues. Right now. That if takes I ever up about do a movie, 2 pages. I am
3: improv the whole fucking thing.
0: I mean, it, way,
2: it's better that way a fucking funny guy.
0: Well, here's the problem continuity when we have to shoot from different angles. Are you going to remember the same stuff that you said in the first thing? Because <laughs> you got to also think about it when we do post production. They have to do like when they mash together stuff.
3: So here's the thing. What I've learned about myself. Mm-hmm. This is a long time. Ago.
0: He thinks he knows everything. That's it's not even that. What it's it
3: not is. that. It's not that. I, I would never. I would never besmirch the name of the people I respect as actors or your talent or ability and stuff like
0: He basically says he doesn't respect me as an actress. No, okay, what keep I it going. I just said is <laughs> I, I would never <laughs> besmirch
3: the people. I That's respect. a William Regal word. See, i about this. <laughs> besmirch means I would never disrespect. I know that. You, dumb, dumb.
0: I know, but it, I,
3: what I'm saying it's is Regal. I, would, with never, William I would never disrespect the people I respect in their ability to act. Because that's not a skill I, I have.
1: Mm-hmm. What I
3: do have the ability to do is be a comedian in a lot of different things. I, I, that's just something I have. I, I can't help that. What I will say with this is this though I just shoot the shit. So for me, when it comes to shooting different angles, I know the shit I say. But it's also when I was like in speech class growing up, I never wrote a speech. Every speech I gave was over, off the top of my head. Okay. Because okay. for me, Rip, like reading stuff or writing it down like it's just like I never study for like tests or anything because if I actually have to study I feel like I'm forcing myself to remember speaking of which we talked about the deed last time oh yeah I did struggle with that line like twice and it's because I had to memorize it
0: Kyle and said it was more than that it was not
3: and don't Kyle is a fucking exaggerator so I'm not gonna fucking acknowledge that. <laughs> Kyle is also the same person that got mad because he didn't get invited to shit that he stopped coming to
0: but um so but, I still love you Kyle
3: he cool But I'm not going to call a spade a spade I'm not going to sugarcoat anything I, Especially not with my friends People I consider friends Nah fuck all that
1: mm-hmm.
3: Look Whatever the case may be Um, My thing is You When I'm forced to like study something And remember it Then it's like I don't, it's not, I don't retain it as much Whereas if it's something I just kind of know so like when I was in school, I never studied for tests, but like you know, just the assignments and stuff leading up to it, just doing that work, I would remember everything from there. So I would never have to study for tests. Just mm-hmm. never had to. I very rarely studied in school, but that's just general. So this is same thing with anything else. If I just said saying shit when I was doing speeches and stuff, I never had to remember. So if I was actually having to do an acting gig, and it probably wouldn't be a whole bunch of stuff, but you know, I, I, I figured it out. I figured it out. But the, I want to I wanna, I wanna <laughs> produce a movie one day. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I want to do. But we'll see. Ashley will be the extra because she wouldn't be T-
0: lies. Lie, I would not. I would if, you, actually, if you if you if you denounce be, me to that, that level, be
2: chick number four. <laughs> 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 you, All you gonna do, is Jerry Seinfeld I on South Park, no. turkey number eight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> as if I've, I've already been paying my dues I've already been there done that no if you don't yeah, respect yeah, yeah. my level of talent then I respect nah. the fact
3: that you can kick kicking her off motherfucker oh, but no so God what actually wanted to talk about because Ashley's an idiot um so, so are you. So we spoke to, um, you know, mental health and kind of like taking, you know, taking your time. and You know, mental health is important. We talk about this multiple times on here, but I always say I want to take, you know, moments to kind of focus on it. So recently, um, actor uh, Christoph... St. John, St. John, um, who was uh, an actor on Whistle Popper, the
0: Young and the Restless. Young he played Restless. Neil Winters since 1991.
3: I, I I refer to him as the the more talented Shamar Moore, who actually can act. <laughs>
0: he played that was his brother. Well, they Shamar, played brothers Shamar on Shamar the Moore
3: show. Act. Um, he was the, yeah. more, the actual actor of the of the two. Um, <laughs> so he passed. He he, um, he passed this week um, of a suspected uh, alcohol poisoning. Um, and so. People spoke to his depression. Um, so he, he lost a son a couple years ago to suicide.
0: Yeah, back in 2014.
3: Okay, so a few years ago, he lost his son to suicide. Um, his wife, or his ex-wife, and they they kind of felt like because of this, his son was in some type of mental illness. You know, yeah, they
0: they they, like, they said that the like institution, institution had
3: yeah they played a role in him committing suicide. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a fight ongoing and, and people kind of really, um, they refer to interviews he had done or times of t- like teams get caught up with him and he, you could tell he was struggling just in his demeanor.
0: Yeah. And even like the, some of the people that worked on the show with him, like, um, Eric Berman, who plays Victor Newman, as we all know, said that a lot of times it was hard for them to even talk about it with Kristoff because they can tell. Like he, he, he would come on set and he would be funny and he would crack jokes and all that other stuff, but they can kind of sense the, the spirit of depression on him. Um, and I think recently... Uh, before when he died, it was like two weeks back of uh, the anniversary of his son, Julian's death had just happened. And one of the last uh, posts that he made on Twitter said grieving the loss of a child is a process It begins on the day your child passes and ends on the day that the parent joins them, which freaked a lot of people out because mm, two weeks later, that's cryptic. Yeah, two weeks later, um, they, uh, police, I think, responded to a phone call like that Sunday where he was unresponsive and they believed that the cause of death was due to alcohol poison because he had been struggling on and off for years, um, with alcoholism. Um, and not too long ago, he actually was getting treated for depression at an institute and was just released. Um... Yeah, and it, it, it's sad. They just aired his very final episode on Wednesday, this past Wednesday, for The Young and the Restless, and now they're in the process of creating a storyline in tribute to not only his character, Neil Winters, but Kristoff, um, coming in April.
2: So but, they're writing them off in a classy way.
0: Yes. Um. Yeah, it, it, it's sad, I think it's,
2: it's one of those things,
3: like, I know I've talked about it before, I think I've talked about it, but you hear depression is a so and I, I, I kind of like it. it's, it's kind of it's a different correlation but you know the game is Sims
2: mm-hmm.
3: Sims when the Sims game people have never played Sims The Sims is a simula- simulation right Ta-da. <clears throat> my cousin used to play Sims for hours of day literally he could sit there and play Sims all day if you let him. you know Sims you create these characters you can put these families together and you kind of create their lives and kind of kind of play God with their lives a little bit If you don't feed them, take care of them, they can die or get sick and things like that. So, one of the things on The Sims, which is a real-life thing, is if a wife passed away, for example, most times, if you didn't find the husband, another love interest, pretty soon, he would die from depression. Mm. This
2: is from a fucking computer game. art imitating life.
3: Right, because... That's the real shit. It happens a lot where, mm-hmm. whatever, it is, whether it's a husband or a wife, after their husband or wife passes away, they go into this deep depression because again, you've been with the same person for however long. Yep. Now you're by yourself,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and all you're doing is stuck to. Only thing you have is your memories of that person, and and it also just reminds you that you don't have that person anymore. You don't have that person to confide in and talk to anymore, a person to show affection to a loved one and just the person's not there.
0: Yeah, the sad, they, that happened with um, Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds because they both died was it days apart? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah,
3: days apart, yeah. Right. She lost her daughter and then she passed away. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Um, and so I remember when my mom passed that was my fear. Hmm. My biggest fear was my dad was going to go into this deep depression because I had never seen my father really, really depressed. Like my father... I see my father cry like twice in my whole life.
2: <clears throat> well, he's from time, he's from different area.
3: The first yeah. time was the day my grandmother passed, but it wasn't even when she first passed because he was the one taking care of all the bill, like all the issues as far as like getting her hospital, getting the hospice taken care of, getting her taken out the house. So when it first happened, he was taking care of all that, getting on, taking on these phone calls, getting all this stuff done.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It wasn't until they took her out the house.
2: That he just lost That he
3: lost it Because mm-hmm. in that moment he had It had to hit him Because he, he had Come down off of All the other stuff He had to focus on doing And his emotion took over
1: mm-hmm.
3: The only other time I'd seen my father cry Was the day of my mom's I mean The day of my mom's funeral mm-hmm. And it was something Simple as I just happened To go back in the room And he was in the room He was just standing there And he was just crying and I had never seen my father like that. And it was one like, he was just kind of in tears, like he felt like he was broken. He looked like he was like, his heart was broken. Mm-hmm. I had never seen him like that before. In all my years of life, I had never seen my father like that. And I remember we were sitting at the funeral and you know, people were coming by and going over to see my mom and they came to my dad and was like, you know, you guys are gonna get through this. And he's like, I'm not sure. And for my father to say those words was like the most shocking thing in the world to me. Mm-hmm. And so I remember when I got a chance to go up and talk, I, I just told my dad, I said, You know, you've been the person that's always been in the lookout for us and take care of us, so it's our turn to do that for you. And I just didn't know how that was going to work. I didn't know, and my fear was, I don't want my father to go into a depression and end up to the point where he ends up wanting people to die because he's just alone. I didn't want that to happen to him. But it's a real thing. Yeah, it's very real. It's a very real thing, and it happens where people. You're you're so conditioned to have just one person. My mom and dad have been together 0, 16, 17 years old.
2: Mm-hmm. Shit, that's
3: life. Thirty-two years. That's, that's a long that's, time. That's life. It's the same person. <laughs> yep. And now that person's not there.
2: Yeah.
3: And even though my mom has been sick for a long time, there's no amount of preparation is going to get you ready for that moment when it actually happens. Right. And so for me, it was like, okay, how do we get him through this? I had no idea, but that was my focus because I had to try something, and it was one of those things. Like, so it was one of so it's a real thing when you have somebody who's going through something, and you see them they lose somebody who's a family member, and they go through that loss and how they handle that loss, and you trying to be there for them. So I can only I can imagine how he was feeling. Yeah. To lose your son, um, Styles P talks about it him and his wife because even though it wasn't his daughter it was her daughter right um, his, his stepdaughter through marriage That's their good. daughter committed suicide a, a years back wow. mm-hmm. and they've gone on they've gone on more like they wrote a book about it and yeah. talked about that like you just didn't know they their frustration was they didn't know what she was dealing with mm-hmm. and so they talk about how it's hard when you have somebody who you love and you feel like you're doing everything to be there for them, but you just don't know. And so when you figure, when you find, and it's like they they, they take their life, and now you're like, what could I? What more could I have done? You know, what more could I have done? And I, and I think as a parent, that's the the first inclination is okay.
2: Is the is the asking guilt trip, Why did I, trip, right.
3: why didn't I do enough? What more could I have done? And so I, in his, I can imagine in his case, it's like the torture of. I couldn't be there for my son. I couldn't save my son.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: My son is gone. And no parent wants to outlive their child. Mm-mm. They don't. No parent wants to outlive their child. And so, for you to lose a kid, it's something you just never you never get over.
2: That's in it firsthand, because that's how... That's how I lost. Well, I lost my cousin during during the sickness years ago. She had uh, she had MS, Mm. and my aunt held it together until the minute they closed the the uh, the hearse. Like it was just it was it was a surreal moment. Like she literally just lost it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's one of those things like you just... I think that happened at... Um, I think it was my grandmother's funeral. Same thing happened. They closed the casket, and I think Ro lost it. She lost it. Yeah. This is one of those things like... Because it, it feels real at that moment.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's when it really
3: like It really hits you. Really hit you. When my mother passed... I think I talked about this. So, previous to... My mom had been sick for years, and, right. you know. So, and during that time, she had been in the hospital. We kind of got to the point where she was in the hospital, and she was going to go into um, some type of twenty-four hour care because she was, she would come home, I had to go back, and so I remember it was, I was on vacation, so I was off work, and my dad called me. I, my plan was to go to see her Friday when she's in the hospital. Now, kind of fast, i back. I really tried to avoid seeing my mom in the hospital. I just hated doing it because I just hated seeing her like that. Right.
2: Rightfully so. But at
3: that point, I had no choice because she wasn't coming home. So my plan was to go see her that Friday. So Friday morning, I get a call from my dad, like, hey, I need you to go see your mom today. And I'm like, well, i going to see her anyway. I so, said, you know, I need you to go see her as soon as like, Okay. So I go to the hospital, and they tell her they're taking us, they took her off dialysis the day before. And my mom. Had no kidneys at this point, so mm-hmm. when you take off dialysis, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only a matter of time at that point. And so we got and so I remember my dad asking her, like, "Do you want to go home, or do you want to, you want to, um, you want to, um, you want to um, stay here?" And she's like, "I want to go home." Now it was a Friday, it was late, so it was too late to arrange a hospice, and so the plan was for her to come home on Monday. Saturday, I we went to the hospital to visit her. She was in so much pain; she was screaming in pain the whole time and I remember just sitting, we were all sitting there and it was like the worst freaking sign i ever heard in my life mm. and then that Sunday I went to work, Monday I'm getting ready for work, it's like 10 a little after 10 my phone rings, I run into the room to see my phone with my dad I see it my dad, I already know what it is <clears throat> and it wasn't he says, you know mom's gone and and I was like, she's gone he's like, yeah, and in and, and that moment I was okay, he's like Are you coming to the hospital Or are you going to work He said Well I'm coming to the hospital Of course And so I got off the phone With him And I called my boss And as soon as I tried to utter The words I said "Mom." And as soon as I started to say it I freaking broke down Mm. That's when it hit me Mm. That I had to say it Because hearing it it, it, I think it Mm. hadn't Registered yet Right Right. When you actually Had had to to utter those words To my boss Is when it That instant Where it just Kind of overcame me so it's one of those things where sometimes it's just that reality of when it actually hits you. I mean, I, I had one of my employees who was her stepfather this week. And she tried to come to work the next day and she just couldn't do it. it was it last week. It's one of those things where you just, you don't, you try your best to deal with it or you think you can handle it. But, unfortunately...
2: It's not that easy. It's
3: not. It's not. It's not as much as you try to be as strong as you possibly can. It's just one of those things. But... And, then it, it, and it makes it worse, because, like, especially if you're about it, like, it's crazy, because I kept wanting to go back to work, and because I, I, just, being at home just didn't help. Right. Because, you know, I'm at home with my thoughts. And I remember they told me, because the day of her, her viewing, I was like, I'm, I'm going I'm to be here. My brother's like, go, leave. And he's like, just go. It's like, I was trying to hold off and trying to avoid it. Well it's just one of those things when you have to like face that that reality that like she's gone, she's not here. Right. You know, it's so I think like I said, that moment when it hits you is the hardest part. Cause it becomes a reality and it becomes real. That's why you see here so many stories about when people when they when it's a casket, when they start lowering it is when people start losing it.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, oh no, it's real. Is it is it real?
3: Or some
0: people just skip out on the burial ceremony altogether.
2: Yeah. Right.
3: So yeah, depression is a real thing. Um, rest in peace to Christoph. Um, rest in peace to his son. You know that, like I said, that is a you know, and you know, thought, thoughts and prayers to his family, his mm-hmm. um, his ex-wife. You know, his
0: fiance, because he did have a fiance. You know, you know,
3: thoughts and prayers to his entire family and but his, his daughters. A, that's a rough thing to go through. It's just, it's a rough thing to experience. It's a rough thing to go through. Um, it's something you you never get over. Um, you know, people always ask me like, I've, I've had people. Asked me like, you know, when does it get easier? I said it never gets easier.
2: Right, it never gets. Easier.
3: <laughs> it never gets easier. Um, you 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 learn to accept it over time, mm-hmm. but it's never something that's gonna get easy because even to this day, the time around the time my mom passed, her, and, and as far as us is different because she passed two we can have before Thanksgiving. So, is that Thanksgiving, which is one of her favorite holidays, because we are together? We did Christmas with well, we did her birthday, which is like a week before Christmas. Oh. <coughs> So you have all those things in succession right at the time where we're always together. So it's always one of those things where you just never get used to it. Matter, I mean, I remember um when a mutual friend little Savior lost his mom. Yeah. I reached out to him because I wanted to kind of like let him know. Like you I know. Went to, what I wanted to remind him, and what I remind everybody, anybody has ever lost anybody. Especially when you're the child, the oldest, especially. <sighs> You have to allow yourself time to grieve But unfortunately when you're the oldest You feel like you have to look after everybody else Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: And so you never give yourself A tough time To say let me deal with my own grief In the moment When my mom passed My focus was looking after my dad Looking after my brothers and my
2: sister First things first That was it Yeah,
3: It was almost a year before I really dealt with my own grief because so I remember, I was so focused on everybody else, it was like, no, I got to look out for them, and I, and, and I didn't deal with it when I needed to. So that was my reminder to him: he like, hey, I know your first thought is, let me look out for my siblings. At some point, you have to allow yourself time to deal with it because if not, it's going to be something that's going to linger for a long time, and you and it's going to hit you when you don't want it to. And it's gonna hit you in the worst possible situation. Yeah, and it's gonna linger longer if you don't deal with it. Mm-hmm. I, t- I gave the same advice to one of my um one of my coworkers back years ago. when Her mom passed when we first started at Blue Cross. It's just one of those things where I, I I try my best to when you go through something like that. I can't account for how it's going to affect you, but if we have similar circumstances as far as like where we are, you have siblings. And I know how it's going to affect you Especially if you're the oldest Especially
2: uh-huh. And in both of those instances They were the oldest Because now it's your job <sighs> Now it's your job to uh, Look after, to look after and everybody you, And
3: you feel a certain level of responsibility To make sure everybody else is okay uh-huh. But you also can't forget about yourself In that instance as well
1: uh-huh.
3: and So that was the thing I had to remind both of them um, and, it was just, and it wasn't because I felt like I began to do it It was just like you know what I understand what they're going through And I just want them to know that, hey, you know, you're you're not alone as far as how you're feeling. Not that I understand exactly what you're feeling, but just know that I I get it and you're allowed to feel whatever you're going to feel. Just here, just some things that I I dealt with, just some advice I have, you know, if you want to take it or not, I I just felt the obligation or just the need to say, I just need to say this to you just to let you know. Because That's just it But no Like I said It's one of those things Mental health is a very important thing And like self care is important We want to make sure that we You care You care, you take care of yourself You look out for yourself You, you clear your head <laughs> um,
2: It's like we said In a couple of episodes back Check on your strong friends
3: and I, talked to, and I talked to her about this last time Because She was telling me Did we talk about
0: this on the podcast? no not on the podcast
2: that was outside so that That was
3: off air i told her she needs to see a therapist and she says well there's nothing wrong right now i said that's not the point you don't you that's the issue is that people wait until something's wrong to see a therapist
2: that's not how you're supposed to do
3: a self-care is not a in dire straight situation self-care is an everyday thing and so talking to somebody about whatever whatever is important to do no matter what you're feeling whether you be in the greatest spirits ever you still need to talk to somebody so and, and, I, and that's my advice to everybody if you if you work whether you're in a bad streets whether you're in a good space therapy is not a bad thing and you do not you shouldn't wait until things are going bad to talk to a therapist <laughs> because by then is probably too late in a lot of cases or it's too far along where now you got to work through a lot more stuff it's actually easier to unpack things When you're not going through as much So there may be things in your And that you were considering Or things that may be keeping you from doing certain things That you wanted to do That you wouldn't even realize Because all these other things were on top of all those things But when you're clear headed as you can be It's a lot easier to get to those things
1: mm-hmm.
3: So Keeping a clear head is important So talking to a therapist is a good thing to do No matter what, how you're feeling or what, what, And what space you're in um, you should. not I said so. You should never wait until you're going through something bad or going through or you're stressed out to talk to a therapist. Do it when you're not. Do it regularly. Even if you set up an appointment every couple of weeks or once a month, just to say, "Hey, let going go talk to my therapist." Do it. Um, I go for a therapist now because I'm not necessarily in a bad place, but I know I need. I want. To,
2: I need to talk about to it just because. Uh, you, uh, you need. It's you need somebody to talk to. Well
0: say this morning a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine um, did invite me to a prayer service at her church. I went and I would say, because I haven't really been to church in quite a few months, and I would say it was something that was much needed because do have issues, okay? We're, no, we're not going to, you know, but I'm um, that's I'm not going to dive too deep into that on this podcast. But there <laughs> have been a lot of things that I have been struggling. Don't make that face. Do not make that face at me. <laughs> there have there have been some things that I have been struggling with um especially within the past year and a half. Um and I mean if you do believe in the power of prayer, um I would say that it was a very life-changing experience for me this morning uh-huh. and um, one of the things that the the Apostle did discuss with us is that it, healing is a process and she reminded us of the fact that um, when you're going through a deliverance and a healing process of you know you know getting rid of issues and getting over traumas and etc it's not going to be easy but you have to actually face those problems in order to get to the other side of the healing because a lot of times it's like we cover up stuff it's like we know the issues there but we keep it covered up because it's just like it, it, it hurts too much but I mean she also encouraged us which I actually have been journaling on and off since what was it October Um, she says keep a journal and write whatever it is that you're going through on a daily day basis because it'll help so uh, I am taking some steps they're baby steps but I do realize that at the end of the day I do have issues that I can no longer keep running from and hiding from
3: so my thing going that was it be this well first
1: oh Sam <laughs> well I ain't know about all that man it wasn't a criticism yes. <laughs> Keep my issues
0: straight as much as possible. Check it out. Okay, yeah, for the sure, same thing. Everywhere sure. I go, know. I got niggas and bitches on my dick
3: trying to take my shit now. I don't really know. <laughs> oh
2: man. I was just I I'm literally just here watching all this madness.
3: So my thing with that, as she said, baby steps are important. In Ashley's case. If she don't take care of her shit, I will get her committed. I have no problem doing it. I couldn't find a straitjacket. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> have fun doing
3: that. I can put you to sleep. It's not that part hard. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're, we're this isn't a, a match. We're not doing karate here. But no, yeah, yeah. Why
3: don't you just abuse just do somebody, nigga, to put a straight jacket on you yeah. Man, it's it not is, about a match. It, I
0: can it,
1: just is, it, it is. Like,
3: pretty it's really not it that hard to put somebody to sleep.
0: No, I, I can run.
1: I did do have a lot you, of running. In the have middle you school. not
0: seen this man move? I mean, I, but I'm just saying. I you're mean, I have right a better chance at running. Me. I mean, but I'm over there. The door is right there, so I can mm. I can get out faster than you think.
3: I can hit you with something real quick. In uh,
0: place. but I I can dodge.
3: Not when you're trying to force sprint. You
0: I will not, not be like Ricky and boys in the hood. Like I will actually.
1: Use oh, so you
3: gonna you gonna bop it's me? <laughs> <laughs> so I also want to point out and This is before we close the podcast
2: And I'm taking bets on this match by the
3: way Ricky And um, Boys in the Hood And I don't know if y'all never noticed this he was supposed to be a world-class receiver. Exactly. <laughs> this nigga didn't run one
0: flower. He ran around. in he a, did, straight he ran, he <laughs> ran a straight line. He
2: didn't Zig or Zag. Straight
3: out. <laughs> this nigga ran a straight
2: line. He didn't boo 42. He didn't 23 he didn't Skidoo. Go, he didn't like <laughs>
3: This nigga didn't plant and then go outside. He's he said, but, yo.
0: but listen, he's, he got first he got shot in his leg first, which means that should have been assigned to, no, you know, I no, mean, no, he should have we, ran the other
3: way to the first time, exactly. he straight yeah. nigga, he got a gun on you. Run he got a,
2: the he got a shotgun because he felt
0: like they were calling bluff and they weren't going to do nothing. And nigga, that's
2: what you, said, Ricky! <laughs> you zig or zag, nigga, don't yeah, straight. straight.
0: Fence. And then, like he, he closed his eyes. Like, oh wait, I hope this just doesn't hurt. Like, it's a shotgun. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: you got deer slug in your back, guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the way that shot went through his back, that that looked nasty. I was well, it's, it's like.
2: Shells uh, explode. Exactly. They explode so on multiple, impact. <laughs> yeah, I'm multi, it's a multiple. That's why I, I said, you got a shot in your back, guys. <laughs> Buckshot, like, isn't the worst.
3: Um, so, definitely the case may be, yeah. Ricky, clearly, you about to go to um, USC to play football. And you couldn't dodge,
2: nigga. Could, uh, <clears throat> you can't walk no more, fam.
3: <sighs> so, with that being said, um,. We're gonna get Ashley committed. Um, Bellevue. Who 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 is we?
0: <laughs> <laughs> just kidding.
2: If I was to die <drop laughs> with the key I All
0: right. No, but I do. I do want to give a couple of numbers out just in case we do have listeners um, that are struggling and going through stuff and they don't know which direction to go into Um, there's a depression hotline number which is 877-694-5537 they're online 24-7 you can speak with a mental health specialist and they can also find a treatment center near you as well as the suicide prevention lifeline uh, which is 800-273-8255 which that's also 24-7 as well
3: isn't
0: that a song? <laughs> uh Kavon Evans twenty four seven.
2: No. Reti- the number.
0: Hmm. <laughs> so, how
2: logic of you. <laughs> so
0: logical.
2: <laughs> Super logical. <laughs> okay, are you using logic again? Mm. <laughs> no, nah, logic ten, I think, is it? Yeah, I don't know. Mmm. Mm. Hmm. See, mm. I, I see, mm. see what you did there. I I see see what you did there.
3: We did. We did. We did. Um. Is there anything else? Um. Uh, T.I. is boycotting Gucci. H.M.M. Yes. I HMM. saw somebody say, "I wish." As HMM. much as T.I. is boycotting all these places, I wish they would teach people how to be a better husband and father. Oh, no, not father, but husband. Because
1: <sighs>
3: I mean, he still he still has some toxic masculinity in him. Yeah. Um. But. Aside from that, I don't have anything else to cover. Um, Ashley K A Y apparently has some game night or some shit because she likes to like put stipulations on shit. I can only did it. Look,
0: I'm a very busy gal, so I I Ashley stay on busy.
3: I swear, Ashley be at home in her chair, no. sitting there pretending to be. She got this virtual. She probably got one of them virtual reality. Ah. Like imagine that she got other friends.
0: You just hate that I'm living my best <laughs> life right now. It's okay.
2: But you like to go back and forth with us niggas.
0: <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. No, not
3: at She's all. Racist. Not at all. Hookshot. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, I am I'm done. Um, this podcast has gone. Um, this is the longest podcast we've done in a while. Really? Yep. Yeah. Uh, almost two hours. Uh, well... Hour, a quarter, to hour, two hours, something like that.
2: Well, here's a quick plug for me as usual. Uh, Uh, yeah, as as always, you can ch- check
3: us out down with the King podcast on Twitter. I'm sorry, on Instagram and Facebook. DWTK Pod on Twitter. On um, podcasts available, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts Podbean. Play, Podbean, Spotify, and all those bullshits right there. It's probably available on Anchor since Spotify bought Anchor. Um, also, um, at this moment, we are currently at 87 followers on Instagram. Nice, remember mm. that once we get to 100, we are giving away t shirts. So,
2: tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. I'm Listen still in show. two
3: of them. The t shirts are available, or the picture is available on our Instagram and Facebook page if you want to check it out. That way, you know, uh, <laughs> what you're
2: about to get into.
3: Um, if you want to. Email the podcast Down the King Podcast at gmail.com if you have any comments, concerns, questions, quick thought conundrums and all those good things. And hit us oh, up. Oh, Myers.
2: So <laughs> um, and hit hit us up. Uh, if you if you want to be a guest, uh we might do We will f-
0: be auditioning people though. We just
2: I will vet you
3: specifically. But um I will vet all people potentially for my guest spot on my show yes yes um i wouldn't insult you personally if you come to me with some bullshit. um and i have no problem with doing it and i fight people so with that being said for c wade yeah and ashley k-a-y the yes. yes. king signing off of episode 22 of the down the king podcast and we up
1: out of here we meet again dos, Aruba, dos.
0: Dirty bitches. Uh,